What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody is well. I finished the tag on Titan. I'm telling you, bro. If you didn't cry, did were you really a fan? Anyway, follow me, punch the mouth official on Instagram, official underscore PITM on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later. everybody i hope everybody is well man crazy 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 past few hours few days dana white has officially announced the headliners for ufc 297 8 and 299 i mean well first of all like this thing they like discredit ariel is hilarious. I wonder if Ariel jumped the gun on this and I have not pulled this part out. But let me see if I can find it on Instagram real fast. So on Saturday, Ariel reported um that Islam Mahashev and Charles Oliveira would headline the Canadian card in January, correct? Which in turn is 297. If memory serves me correctly. But you know how him and Ali are best friends? They're really not. If you don't know the backstory, Ali doesn't like him that Ali has banned him from interviewing any of the dominant spiders. Let me see if I can find this. And we'll go over the fights that have been announced for those cards in a little bit. But let me see if I can find this. And I don't think it was MMA Fighting that put it out. It was another account. Let me see. It was not. Damn, it was somebody else. They must have took it down, but um, they must have took it down. But um, in essence, what it said. Let me just Google search it. Okay, here we go. The current plan, though not finalized just yet, is to have Islam Mahashev. Versus Charles Oliveira, two headline UFC 297. Daddy Man, while not officially announced yet, is currently slated for January 20th in Toronto. The original plan for that main was Volkanovski versus Teporia, but now. So that was Ariel's original tweet. Because I'm hearing two things about UFC 298 that it's either going to take place in Sydney or somewhere else. Um, I'm trying to get more information on that. So I'll hopefully, I'll. If I have something by Wednesday, just keep it an eye out or just keep an eye out on the socials. Now, this was Ali's reply to that. Guys, please don't listen to people that can't even get credentialed to UFC events. Fake news, bitch. That was Ali's reply to Ariel's tweet. And it, this article goes on to say, furthermore, when ESPN quizzed Charles Oliveira about the credibility of the rumors surrounding his January meeting with the Dagestani, he shot down such speculations. LeBron said that although January is a possible timeline for his octagon return, his rematch with Mahachev was yet to be made. Was yet to be made. 
It is evident that a duo of fights at UFC 294 fell apart owing to an injury on the Brazilian side. Now, sometimes next year seems to be a possible scenario. And then, like, it got weird because then Ariel said, at least I could get on a plane and leave the country, something along those lines. I can't find the tweet. That's why I'm paraphrasing. And the one thing I want to say on this is, like, Ariel has put himself in a position, like, I understand that he worked at ESPN for a very long time. And he probably he's probably just tired of people walking all over him that he said he wasn't going to allow that to happen anymore. But my thing is, dude, you put yourself in this position to be the guy. The guy and you're on Twitter beefing with the manager? Like, re- like, why? Like, I just don't understand... Like, unless he like, he must like conflict. Like, I don't mind conflict if there's a good reason for, like, if you believe something. But just to have it, to have it, like, and now it looked even worse on Ariel because Dana came out and said, yeah, that's not happening. Now, I don't know if what they're trying to feed Ariel. I'm not saying they are before anybody says anything. I'm not saying they are, but if somebody fed Ariel false information to try to ruin his career, fuck that person, okay? Because Ariel has worked very hard to be where he's at. Now, I'm not the Ariel's biggest fan. You can ask anybody around me. But if they're feeding him false information, because we can only go by what somebody tells us. Like, that's what makes them a source and me or another person as an insider because we'll get the information insider information first and then we become reputable sources of information when it comes to the sport but we ourselves we need a source so if a source is giving him bad intel first of all fuck that person whoever it may be because that's not right if you you didn't know that if now if he made it up he knows better any people anybody that thinks ariel made this up he didn't ariel knows better and if he did just to get Chief Heat, like, he's getting what he deserves then because he know, he should know better. We're going to get into the fights that Dana did announce right now. And then we'll recap. The, well, let's recap the Brazil card first because, honestly, I'm very disappointed in that card. I'm very disappointed in Derek Lewis' performance. I didn't expect him to win, honestly, but... I expected him to do better than what he did. Although I will say jujitsu doesn't work on that guy. It's hilarious. Like, it's not hilarious, right? But it's hilarious at the same time. All right, let's get into it. Jolton Almeida defeats Derek Lewis by unanimous decision. Nicholas Dalby defeats Gabriel Bonfim. Bonfim? Bonfim? Uh, Kyle Borralio defeats Abbas Magomedov. And that's pretty much it because... And then I will say this. Where, where, where is it? I cannot find it. This Zaletsky versus Renat guy. That was a crazy fight. That fight was insane. I cannot believe that how that fight went. That fight was nuts, bro. Wait, so you're telling me... Nah, not all the... Dang, for the most part, all of these. Nah, this one ended in a KO. 
This one ended in a decision. Decision. And Nicholas Dalby came back, man. Like he was, he was, he was uh, losing, but he came back and he won. And then Jolton Almeida, like that dude is the future. Like I don't care what anybody says, that guy is the future, man. Let's look at the rankings. Jolton is number seven. Above him is Alexander Volkov, Curtis Blades, Tom Aspinall, Stipe, Miocic, Sergei Pavlovich, Sirogan, and then John Jones. Okay, looking at this right away, you take out Tom Aspinall, Stipe Miocic, and Sergei Pavlovich. We take those three out. Above him, we only got Alexander Volkov and John Jones. So you got Volkov, Blades, and Gone. He wants to fight Sirogan, but... If I'm him, I would try and rematch Curtis Blades, even though he says he doesn't want to do that. I believe it'll help him. And he shows, look, I took out a wrestler. And then you could probably get the winner if I don't know what they're going to do. The winner or the loser of Sergey Pavlovich versus Tom Aspinall. Because I am of the firm belief that they might give Cyril Gunn the winner of that fight, depending on how long it takes them to figure out that John Jones situation because their plan is to have John Jones fight Stipe Miocic because John Jones himself has has said it. I'm going to fight Stipe and that's it, bro. And I believe Stipe is on a similar plan. So I believe this is what happens. Tom Aspinall versus Sergey Pavlovich takes place. The winner of that's going to fight Cyril Gunn. And then the winner of that fight will be instated as the... Official undisputed reigning champion. So we'll see what happens, but I that's what I think is gonna happen because the only other way I see John fighting outside of the Stipe fight again is if he were to fight Francis Ngannou, and the UFC is not gonna let that happen because they just signed John to a six fight deal before he fought with Cyril Gone. So let's go on to this. UFC's first quarter schedule of 2024 is starting to take shape. UFC CEO Dana White announced on Monday the trio of title belts on social media for early 2024. First up, UFC middleweight champion Sean Strickland defends his belt against Drikis Duplices on, in January. It's just say in January in Toronto, not on January in, Tor- in Toronto at UFC 297. Then the featherweight champion Alexander Volkanovski returns to 145 to take on Ilya Teporia in February at UFC 298. And Bantamweight King Sean O'Malley rematches Marlon Berra in March at UFC 299. And it goes on to say Stripling catches the belt in a stunning fashion with the upset of Israel Adesanya in September. For his first title defense, he meets Drikis Duplices, the South African contender who stamped an exclamation mark. On his undefeated 6-0 octagon record with a dominant stoppage win over former champ Robert Whitaker this past summer. Okay, and another thing, I believe, yeah, Marina Bueno Silva and Raquel Pennington will be the co-main event in Canada at UFC 297 for the vacant um, strap, women's bantamweight strap. Because I believe the problem is, is that Juliana Pena still hurt from her ribs. And people are like, well, I thought Hamza was going to get the next title shot. Hamza's hand is either broken or sprained that he has to be in a cast. And I believe what they're trying to do is rebook that Paulo Costa fight. So this works out for everybody. And Drickis is funny because he put out a tweet earlier saying, 
Let me see if I can find it. Look, this is from Drakus. What can I say? A fumble has never looked this good. I mean, what he's alluding to that is, you guys told me I wasn't going to get the next shot because what had happened was that Israel's team, they were getting really mouthy. This is before the Sean Strickland fight. Because for those that don't remember, the September fight was supposed to be Drakus in Israel, but Drakus couldn't take the fight. And, like, I don't know what that was. I believe that was just bad planning by the UFC, man, to be honest with you. Like, how do you expect him to go from July immediately back to a training camp? And don't give me that, oh, well, Sean did it. Well, yeah, he fought Abyss. And, like, no disrespect to Abyss and Magomedov, but he's not um, Robert Whitaker. And Drickis' fighting style is very different from Sean's. So I just think it was bad planning on the UFC. I don't know if they cleared it with Drickis first saying like, okay, Drickis, will you be able to make this September date? Because they had to see, right? But I think a lot of stuff fell apart in that September card. So, and like Israel was pressuring them. Okay, if it's not Drickis, who's it going to be? But yeah, they were getting like really mouthy, like saying, oh, well now he has to go back to the line. And he's the one that's getting the next shot. Because originally Hamza versus Costa, the winner of that, was supposed to get it. Hamza ended up fighting Usman. But I believe the injury to Hamza's hand is what hindered that. So that's why he couldn't take the fight. So they went back to Drikis. And I don't know if I said this, but Israel apparently is not coming back to 2027. Those were his words, not mine. So we shall wait and see what happens there. And then again, the Juliana Pena thing, I believe is that she's hurt. And talking about injuries, remember how I said last time George said he was going to fight Nick Diaz? But apparently, like, Nick is still dealing with a neck injury from his fight with Robbie Lauder that he sustained. I mean, like I told you guys, and I keep saying this, nobody loves Nick and Nate as much as I do, but if it's to see them fighting mediocrely, fighting hurt, I just don't want to see it anymore because it's not worth it to me. Like, it just isn't. Let's see what Sean O'Malley has said about Cheeto Vera. Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's this other thing. Going back to the aerial Chael Sonnen beef, George Masvidal or Jorge Masvidal vows he's going to knock the rest of Colby Covington's teeth. I mean, that's not what I was looking for. but So, um, George... Got acquitted, like he pled guilty on certain charges. Let's see if it tells me. On Monday, Masvidal finally ended his long-running legal battle with Covington, where he was facing multiple felony charges, resulting his former friend outside of a Miami restaurant in 2022. Masvidal pled guilty to the misdemeanor battery and agreed to pay the court fees associated with the case in a plea deal where prosecutors dropped the felony charges, meaning Masvidal will serve no jail time for the incident. And speaking to Ariel Hawani on the MMA hours, just hours after the matter was resolved, Masvidal was all smiles. So, yeah, he pled guilty to a misdemeanor, but no felony charges, so he should be fine. But I don't know if you guys know this, um, Chell and Colby are friends. So I don't know if you guys know that, but... They were um trying, like, Masvidal started getting mouthy again. What happened? Oh, I was like, what? Because 
I have two screens now, so like I still get kind of confused. Anyway, back to what I was saying. George Masvidal was getting mouthy to Chael Sonnen. And he said, fuck Chael, that little bitch, steroid juice head. Actually, they were going at it on Twitter. Let's see if I can find it. <laughs> look, 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 I found it. Look. Because I believe George said, you juice said, I bet you won't say that stuff to me in person. Just keep that same energy when you see me. And then he goes, this is Chell's response. Since I don't spend much time in county jails, homeless shelters, methadone centers, or dodgy unlicensed outdoor barbershops, it's unlikely we'll see each other in person anytime soon. But if we do meet in person, some advice. Don't pretend to fight with your benefactor, me, to try to get heat for your failing fight promotion. It's doomed. The money's gone. Wasted. No man bun. Seriously, bruh. Go get a haircut where you're not sitting on folding chairs, folding beach chairs, and the floor is dirt. I mean, I don't know, man. Because Chell and and Mazadal used to be cool, so I don't know what happened. Kind of sad. Kind of sad, to be honest with you, bro. And I am trying to get information on Dylan Dennis and MVP. There are rumors that they are going to the UFC, but it's a wait and see type of thing. And the other thing is, did you guys hear what Dana had to say about Fedor that he could go into the PI whenever he wants that was news to me man that was news to me because that means Vadim Nankov could end up going to the UFC and I know I said this on the program before but for those that haven't heard Vadim Nankov has a history with Yuri Prohaska and what I mean by history is that they fought each other in Ryzen and Yuri ended up winning. It was a tournament, right? So Yuri and Vadim fought in the semifinals. And then Yuri won. And then in the finals, he went on to fight King Mo, where he lost. But then years later, Yuri came back and defeated King Mo for the belt. But there's something I want to do before I let you go. Because, again, it's very bleak, the MMA news right now. If Marlon Vera were to win, it throws a wrench in everybody's plans because another rumor is that Marab Dwalich really is going to fight Henry Cejudo. Now, what I don't know is if they're going to fight in March or are you guys fighting in January? I don't think it's going to be January anymore because they have two title fights, right? What I think it is is um they're going to end up fighting in March. <laughs> And depending on what Aljo wants to do, the winner of Henry and Marab will probably get the next title shot. If it's Marab, he's going to win and see what Aljo is going to want to do. If it's Henry, I don't know, but we shall see. And again, there right now are two rumored locations for UFC 298. I'll just tell you guys. One is Sydney. 
which I thought it was going to be there because since it's the February event, that's where the last February event was. And now Los Angeles, California. So we shall wait and see. I'm trying to get information on that. With that, I will let you go. Have a great day, guys. Peace. Remember, follow me, Punch the Mouth Official on Instagram, official underscore PATM on Twitter. Peace, guys. Later. Peace.